Hey everyone, this is six-time Knockouts champion and one half of the beautiful people, Angelina Love, and you are listening to Ringside Podcast, available everywhere. Check it out. You're listening to the Ringside Podcast. Sitting at Ringside. The show that brings you all that is pro wrestling, news, interviews, and opinions. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. With Daniel Spencer. The most electrifying man in sports entertainment. Jeremy Wallman. I'm the best in the world at what I do. And Justin Kruger. Your arms are just too short to box with God. And now, let's ring the bell and start the show. Welcome, everyone, to the Ringside Podcast. I'm Daniel Spencer. I'm Jerry Wallman. And I am Vincent J.K. McMahon. There's okay. no chance in... Never mind. No chance in hell. <laughs> you Let's got... have some fun tonight, damn it! <laughs> so, um, welcome to the Ringside Podcast. Like we said, today's episode is about the one and only family of wrestling, the McMahons. One of the most influential families in my in my childhood because I, that's all I watched was WWF. Um, I sprinkled in some of the other stuff every once in a while to uh, to quench my wrestling thirst when I was uh, when, when superstars or wrestling challenge or primetime wrestling wasn't on. Uh, but yeah, I mean, huge influence in my life. I mean, I'm doing a wrestling podcast now because I followed their product. My whole life. Yeah. So before we go a little further into the McMahons, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's a lot of things. I want to get some things out there. First of all, if you can, we're, no, we're giving away a mug, um, a coffee mug. Um, you can um, tweet at us a picture showing that you are subscribed, some kind of a screenshot showing your subscriber you're listening to the show. That'll get you an entry. Or if you order at Collar and Elbow, which is, by the way, our partnership, go to collarandelbowbrand.com, uh, place an order there. Uh, for any shirt, any, any anything, but as long as you use the, the the promo code, capital letters ringside, you save ten percent and you help support the show. And by doing that, we're going to also uh, put you in two entries, get you into the mug uh, there. So that that we we appreciate that. Those guys are great too. Uh, shout out to them. Uh, it's Al Snow and I forgot the other two guys' full names, but uh, great guys. They want to help us help you help us so get out there do that and if, if you see one of us out in public and take a selfie with us and then tag us in the tweet and send it to us we'll give you entry into that too that's something i just came up with wasn't that brilliant it's brilliant yes i mean that jk's gonna get tons of girl females out there find jk out in public take a picture with him send it to us on social media we'll give you two entries and a date with justin <laughs> a date with justin a date with jk jk yeah, you, uh, that, 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 that sounds like a very high risk prize there. <laughs> hey, you, no pain, no gain, no risk, no reward, baby. Let's go. By the way, uh, uh, everyone that came out and supported Matt Capitelli last weekend, it was an awesome time, awesome event. Yeah, it, w- it was a great time. I had a great time. I was able to make it out. Uh, it, w- it was fun. I, l- I love OVW. I just yeah. I love it more when it's great, and it was great again. Yeah. It, yeah, it was. It was uh, for Matt Capitelli. It wasn't. I wish they would do that all the time because it is a great, 
um, a, a great local indie place, and a lot of stars has come through there. And by the way, if you missed the show last week, I plugged it last week. Say it again. You can donate money at GoFundMe for yeah. Matt's Biggest yes. Battle. It's Hashtag on our Facebook Team page. Cap. Yes. Do- donate a dollar. Donate ten dollars. Donate a hundred thousand dollars. Yes, and be looking for a post about the the uh, 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 wristbands we have left. Four dollars. All the proceeds go one hundred percent to Matt Capitelli. No, no one makes a dime off these things, so it all goes to Matt. So four dollars, and uh, so support that and be be part of Team Cap. Um, so uh, on today's show, as we talk about the McMahons, uh, speaking of the McMahon, let, actually let's do this real quick. When Matt Capitelli first got announced with with brain with brain cancer, and he went through the pro- he was under contract with WWE and the developmental and OVW. He still had a year and a half left on his contract. Vince McMahon personally called him and told him that. Um, just want to let you know, pal. We got you covered. All the medical expenses and all that, and we're not going to release your contract. We're not, we'll, we'll finish out your contract. So he paid him for doing nothing for a year and a half, basically just getting well, getting getting healthy, and being a great guy for a year and a half. Vince McMahon did not have to do that. So first of all, shout out to Vince being a great guy. Yeah, because he already pays a whole bunch of people on his roster a lot of money for doing nothing. I won't name any names, uh, Cena Reigns, uh, but no, all, all all jokes aside. Yeah, but everything I've really ever heard about Vince is that he's a great guy personally, and I'm looking forward to this episode. I know we didn't really pre-plan this, but I would like to even maybe throw in at some point a segment, who's your favorite McMahon? You know, just whatever we can do to to give praise and, and recognition to this fine family that has established Something that we all love and even do today. Well, honestly, it'd be, that'd be hard to do because I can say well, favorite moments ahead. of the big mans because I can't pick one of the favorite because I, lo- I love them oh, all I the can. same. I can't. I can pick one favorite. Okay, who, who's okay? Who's your? No, 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 no. I'm gonna go last because mine's gonna hold the most impact. Oh God, that's Dixie Carter. I can't say that. Oh, I can't no. say that. <laughs> so, who's your favorite my man? I mean, I really don't have. I mean, Vince obviously, but I mean at the same time, I love Shane and Stephanie just as much. So he's picking all of them, so we don't have anybody to pick. No, from. but it's it, it's. All right, you get Linda. I can't. It's like okay. It's, it's like it's it, okay. Now this is no. Okay, no so pick your favorite. All the McMahon. It's like, like it's McMahon. like saying who's your favorite kid if you have more than one kid. You can't do that. Sure, you can. Uh, just JK is my claim, favorite son. I can't claim a favorite kid because I don't have any. I only have one, so mine's pretty easy. But yeah. I'm just saying, if I had another one, I can't say, well, that's my favorite. because I mean, I'm my mom and dad's favorite kid, so, I mean, it's pretty easy to say, especially when you're so great. But, All I'm saying is... Okay, so then give me your favorite McMahon moment. That, that, that Thank you. Okay, so what? So I, I, we want a Vince one, a Shane one, and a Stephanie one. So why don't we all do that? Okay. I'm, that's, this is on the fly, so that's why we're bringing this up. Okay. This is natural. So what do we want to go with first, Vince, Stephanie, or Shane? Vince. My favorite Vince moment would probably be when, um, honestly, my, my favorite McMahon is probably when he first got got stunned by Steve Austin because he didn't sell that thing very well at all. <laughs> He's there. He, he was like, tremoring like he was, he was having a seizure. He was tremoring like a seizure. <laughs> and it's just his face, and he's like jumping. And it's just, oh, it was it was just one of those moments. I mean, that and, of course, the the swimming in the beer, <laughs> with the beer getting on him. He's like, you just going to take all the moments that are good? I can't help it. He's just too good. It's too great. Too JK, right, I'm going to interject before you steal mine again. <laughs> all right. So uh, when Vince McMahon was feuding with Shawn Michaels, Oh, Lord. And <laughs> this, this, the, the feud between WrestleMania and Backlash, oh, my God. The, the, the one that stands out to me is when they go, he goes into the church with Shane McMahon 
and I think like he bathes himself in holy water or something like that. And he just looks at Shane nearly dead in the eyes and goes, Shane is the product of my semen or something like that. And Shane's just trying everything in his power, like not to laugh or convey any emotion. For for it was massively <laughs> uncomfortable to hear him say that, but oh my god, the fact that he even did took some balls and could, fruits maybe. Well, <clears throat> for, first of all, Vince is the genetic jackhammer. Yeah. <laughs> that was actually my least favorite storyline ever involving the McMahons. But uh, I guess if you're into sick, sadistic stuff, that would be a good one. Uh, my favorite Vince moment was was the whole Stone Cold Vince rivalry. Yeah. Everything that went on the, from the um, from the filling up of the Corvette, from the the <laughs> the arrest, the the standing up. You know, that's in what. Your pants. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> That's what made Stone Cold. It's it's the most important feud in the history of the business. Yeah, because yeah. that jump started Stone Cold. Stone Cold jump started mm-hmm. the Attitude Era. The Attitude Era retook over the lead for good from from well, technically, WCW. Well, where the where that started didn't even wasn't with Stone Cold. The character of Mister McMahon started with the screw job at Montreal. Right, right, which right. was it a real. Back, yeah. It actually dates back even farther because. Yeah. Uh, Vince McMahon actually got his first run as an on-screen character. I think it was when uh, Bret Hart and Psycho Sid had that cage match on Raw like a week before WrestleMania. And I think it was Bret Hart, you know, fuming a little bit because he lost the match due to interference. I think it was from The Undertaker. And Bret was just losing his cool. And I think he spit on Shane McMahon or he said, like, I'm the best there is, the best there was, there ever will be. And if you don't like it, tough shit. Mm-hmm. And Vince is just looking at him in just complete disgust. Yeah, I mean that. I mean that. That's you could say that. I just think the character though got more. That was more of a, like he's a disgust. But as far as like evil, detective trying to that started with the you know the the McMahon when he screwed Brett, which was actually a shoot thing that happened, and then he turned it into a work. I also love when <laughs> Vince got hit in the head with the bedpan. That was fu- that was great. <laughs> That was great. Too. That was great too. But even with the uh, when Vin, like later on when when Vince tore his quads going to the ring at the Royal Rumble that that pay per view just uh, I mean it's funny because he, he falls down he tore, and he's still like barking out orders to do whatever and it's like what just happened you you you, you do and of course people are trying to check on him he's like get away from me damn it and he's like yeah it's just I just I, it's hilarious to look back now at the time it was like oh no wow he really was hurt but. I'm sure he would appreciate you laughing at his pain. Mr. McMahon, I'm glad that you got through that, and I'm sorry for what Daniel just said. Hey, we we knock Vince McMahon a lot as wrestling fans, but we we will say this about him. He is willing to risk it all to put somebody over when he fused with them. That's the one thing about about Vince is that he is not afraid to take a bump, to do something. If he asks a wrestler to do something, he it, you know for a fact, well, he's not asking something that he would do himself. Right. He's fell off a cage before. He's been thrown. He's been hit in the head with chairs. He's he's had a hard way just done recently with Kevin Owens. He's he took, took an it, F5 from Brock Lesnar at 69 <clears throat> years old. Nice. Yeah. He took he took that. He's took a mini Stone Cold Stunners and actually good ones, not just not not a Donald Trump one. He's took he's took legit. He's took really legitimately. He took rock bottoms. He's took. I mean, you name it. He's took it. Um, he shaved his head bald at WrestleMania. Yeah, he shaved his head. I was there for uh, that. He's been kicked in. The, he's been kicked in the groin many, 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 many times. He's pissed um, his pants. He's pissed his. And that was real piss. Um, he. Um, 
Did you do a urine analysis after the match? No, that's what I just Steve said it on his podcast once. Um, so I mean, like he's done. He's went out there and done this whole thing. He's even had a match against God and won. <sighs> True. The only thing he didn't do that I would have loved him to do is show up at WCW uh, and really fight Eric Bischoff when he book, tried to book him into the in Baltimore. While, while, that while we're on the subject of Vince McMahon, maybe you two can help me out. Uh, what was the feud? When uh, Vince McMahon made that famous quote where he's like, life sucks, and then you die. That quote always sticks out, but I think that was the best one-liner that he's ever had. Mm. I'll look it up right now. Uh, I, yeah, Continue I to talk. I don't know. Was that was that the, was that what he – I'm not sure. I'm not sure on that. But, but, I mean, yeah, he's – but he's also – I mean, behind the scenes, Vince has done a lot of things. You know, I mean, we, we – of course – He's pioneered what we have today. He was the WB, WBF became the global phenomenon. It was, you know, it just it just he 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 realized that this that we can make this mainstream and take it to another level with WrestleMania and and do all this stuff. And he's done a lot. He put a, he put it out there and a lot of stuff. And of course, he there's been three times he thought he was um, he thought his he's going to give it lose the company once when he started WrestleMania. And then once um, with WCW was taken over and they just had to let people go and take pay cuts and because they just couldn't they tr- they were barely making making ends meet um, to to for the company to to stay um, and they said it a lot with uh, the WCW defective defective guys like Hogan and Savage Ted Turner would give people guaranteed contracts mm-hmm. like all of their money was guaranteed. And that's because Turner had the backing of his network with like CNN, TNT, etc. Whereas Vince McMahon was just a guy running a wrestling company and he didn't have the money nor the financial stability to, you know, match that offer necessarily. Right. To answer your question, JK, it was the McMahon Helmsley faction versus Chris Jericho feud. They had made Jericho defend his title three times until, uh, in effect, making him defend his intercontinental title until he lost it that night, the the week before. Mm, okay. Mm. Um, so you know, Vince has done. I mean, he's done a lot, and of course, I mean, I even talked about this the other night. I was uh, at the U of O game. Uh, got a person I was sitting with, a buddy of mine. We're sitting there looking at the game, and we're talking. And I said, "There's like, I said, see that camera running around right there." I was like, "You know, you know who actually created that." I was like Vince McMahon and the XFL. Like they created that camera yeah. that we see every day now in the NFL and college football, but no one had it until then. They, they so they created a lot of other stuff too. But that was one of the things they did, and it was and he was like really because you know no one being a wrestling fan, he was kind of he said that's kind of odd. He goes, well, it is it really. I mean, thirty for thirty, they just being talked about. But they created that camera, and it's so like there's other things that he's done. Whoops. Sometimes we forget we need to give him credit for. Uh, yeah, there's a, there, he's just so influential throughout life. There's so many things, like you said. There's so many things that you can you can give him that credit for that people don't, and that's that's one of the big that's one of the bigger ones though. The the the, the XFL de facto college football camera now. And, and say what you will about the decision to do it necessarily, and I'm sure we all have many many times on record and off, but we have to respect the fact that Vince is recklessly ambitious to try and get something going like that. Because, mm-hmm. you know, going head-to-head with the NFL, that is a really, really insane task. And Vince was willing to do that. And he's been doing it ever since. I mean, he's, he's successful. I mean, the, the um, you know, Raw going against Monday Night Football, it, it, it 
Raw does well. You know, I mean, it lose does it lose viewers sometimes? Yeah, like I like if my team is on Monday Night Football, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna DVR now. I'm, well, even back then, I would just record Raw. But I'm gonna I'm gonna record Raw and watch it later. I'm not gonna watch it live because I want to watch my team. But that's the only time I do it. Not every week. You know what I'm saying? Nobody watches the Colts. First of all, <sighs> a lot of people do. Anyways, yeah, they're <laughs> called losers. Sorry, just kidding. I'm kidding. <clears throat> All right. Anyways, no personal um, shots. We're talking about the McMahon's day. So okay. So now we're so now we we talk about Vince. Let's go into Shane. You want to go Shane next? Well, might as well. He's the older oldest one. So, so my Shane. favorite Shane moment is his match versus Kurt Angle when it took Kurt like three, two or three times to get him through that glass. Uh, that would be the 1998 King of the Ring. I yes, think. yes. That was 99? that was the first time. One of the first times that I was like, man, this kid loves the business. He doesn't care what he has to do. He just wants to get in there and wrestle no matter what. You know, I'd seen him take that. Isn't there also like a, uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, because all this stuff kind of blends in together sometimes, but didn't him and Jeff Hardy have like this, uh, have this, did Jeff Hardy jump off the top of a scaffold to hit him, an elbow on him, or was it the opposite way around? Jeff Hardy against Shane McMahon? Yeah. It was uh, Shane McMahon against Steve Blackman. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, no. Blackman hit Shane McMahon off the scaffold with a kendo stick. He fell back. Right. That's the spot I'm talking about. onto the big show at Backlash. Okay, okay, okay. So I got the guy mixed up. I was going to say, Jeff and I don't think Jeff and them ever fall. Sue me. Um, Okay. But, okay. (laughs) But he's he's showing, I won't take all the moments away like Daniel likes to, but. That's just one of many times he's shown his toughness and how much he actually loves it. I don't think anybody would ever doubt his love for the business. Yeah. Shane is actually my favorite McMahon, just for the fearlessness in the ring that his father's kind of shown as a pro wrestling promoter. Mm-hmm. And my favorite moment would probably be the match that he had against The Undertaker at Hell in a Cell last year, where he jumped off of the Hell in a Cell and went straight through the table. Because we kind of expected Shane to, you know, have a very, very high-risk move like that, but we didn't expect something like that, especially given at his age, which, you know, kudos to him for still willing to do it after not having a match for about seven or eight years. Yeah, I mean, Shane, um, you know, he he's... Uh, what's, what's crazy about him is that... He he started out as being um, you know like a referee and behind the scenes ring 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 crew guy, which is that's one thing about Vince. Back to Vince being what he did, what he does is that Vince's didn't make didn't give his kids like the the business. Basically, he's made them work made them work hard to get where they're at. And he didn't you know he could have easily said okay here's your here's the company. But he you know he made them work and made them start at the the bottom before they got to the top. And that's what I like. Most billionaires do that, actually. People, uh, they do that. They, um, moon or whatever, unless you're a Kardashian. But they, um, it just lets that, I mean, they, they it's pretty awesome that he, they worked his way up and then he became this, this, um, you know, this, this character, but behind the scenes, he done, he was running the company a lot of ways too. Even when Vince wasn't there, Shane was there running the company. Um, and it's pretty, pretty amazing what Shane has accomplished. My favorite Shane McMahon moment is probably, um, you know, uh, the king of the ring. But I think it's it, it's more when he wrestled. Um, um, well, I forget who 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 was the X Pac, mm-hmm. where he did the first uh, ever. Where he did stole Van Dam's gimmick and did the um, 
uh, the Coast from Coast. The Van McManaminator. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and did that. And when seeing him doing that, was like, oh, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. he just he just literally made, did that, you know? And, and of course, every time he does it, he gets whiplash. He never tucks his chin right because it's hard to do. <laughs> but he still does it, and he still lands it. That's kind of what happened at Survivor Series. Like, he tried that against Roman Reigns, got speared out of the air, and got knocked out in the middle of the match. Yeah. But he's a guy that just like Vince. I mean, he will do. He will not. Um, he'll, he'll risk it all to put someone yeah, over. He will, and it's like I'm not going to do something that someone else hasn't done. I mean, I think I think uh, Foley tried to talk him out of doing the jump off the cage, but it was a little. That was a little more planned. Foley's was not planned until that very moment, but his theirs is a little more planned. So they they took it took precautions. And I believe the Hell in a Cell cage is actually higher now than what it was when Foley went yep, through. Yeah, it is. The difference with Foley, like I said, it, there was no, there's no, it was concrete completely underneath. They don't, they, they only have cushion, cushion under there. But also Foley did it in a flip where Shane kind of kind of knew the jump and took it took took kind of a. I mean, how can you take a back bump and prepare? But he kind of he still knew what he was doing. Where Mick was like, "All right, throw me off the cage. What? Throw me off the cage?" And then just did what he did. But plus, if you notice and you looked very close, you know, I pay very uh, attention to details. One of my things, they actually had one of the la- those landing bags underneath the uh, announcer's table that Shane actually connected. Well, I'm sure with they did. Yeah, I'm sure, absolutely, I to mean, soften the blow a little bit. So I, I'm sure it hurt. <laughs> well, it, it hurt more than he anticipated because you could see once he hit the thing, the bag shot out towards the ring. So I'm not sure he got the full. Well, he still went in and finished the match. Right, so, yeah. Right, right, One right. thing that ruined it for me, Michael Cole had an absolute gem of a one-liner where he said, like, for the love of mankind. But you could see, like, in the backdrop that Michael Cole was reading off of his script. And that just kind of ruined the moment for yeah. me. Well, he may not be – Sometimes he may be reading, but it could be he. It may not be the actual script of the line. I mean, the line get, can, can get feeded into his headphones. Too, yeah, but it so. looked that way. It looked I'm that way. I get, I get it, but but the, I don't, the, I, the optics did look bad. For I don't sure. think that exactly. I don't think they actually have those written down. I think I think uh, Kevin Dunn is just telling them what to say sometimes. But um, but yeah, I mean, Shane is um, he's an interesting character, and I and I actually I had goosebumps the day he came back after the seven year hiatus when he in Detroit and they you know the whole. Uh, announcing he was coming in and um, going to run Raw or whatever it was, I can't remember how the story was. It ended up turning out to be, um, you know, him fighting Undertaker and all that. But he comes out and does this, uh, you know, throws Stephanie off, and it was just pretty. Uh, those are off guard, I should say. <clears throat> and that his his uh, him coming out, the music and the goose. I just got goosebumps from it because it was like, wow, I couldn't. What a moment that was. And um, I even like Shane when he was a when he was a heel when he was like you know the. The McMahons were the heel, and you know they fought DX and went through that whole feud. Beat X Pac to win the European title at WrestleMania 15, I believe. Right? Yeah, it was worth 15. But even, but I'm saying, even like he was healed then. But even when he was a heel with the DX feud, but before he left the the before he left, that was just those moments too were great. I just I, I think Shane is, uh, you know, he's he's a different character than his father, different person, obviously, but he's a, he's a unique uh, person and. You know, it's, it's hard for me to pick a favorite because I like them all so differently. But I, I do, I do really love Shane. Yeah, um, he, like you said, he's he's a guy that has come up in the business, or like I was saying earlier, he's a guy that's come up in the business. He really, really loves what he's doing, and his willingness to do whatever he's asked to do 
shows that he's just like his father and that he really loves the business. So, I mean, he's not my favorite man, but he's up there. So, are we moving on to our favorite Stephanie moment? Yeah, I mean, we're going to. Uh, okay. So, so, um, but first, before we go to Stephanie, Fair enough. we can't we can't not talk about Linda McMahon. She well, who said McMahon. we weren't going at, going to Linda after Stephanie? Well, well, yeah, if but we're talking about Linda, then we should talk about Hornswoggle. <laughs> well, but but hold on, hold on. Linda though, legitimately McMahon. Hornswoggle's not. But but one thing about oh. Linda though. Is I, here's the thing about Linda is of course she's got a she, position where she's at right now because of her experience, but she she her her and Vince, I mean, she was also the backbone of that company too in the starting up. She did a lot of work behind the scenes, and rumor has it, rumor and innuendo, supposedly when McMahon was probably going to go off into prison for the whole steroid trial, and it was looking like it was going to be bad a bad case. Linda was ready to take over. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was like set up to to run the show. Uh, so she's she's no she's no dumb cook you know she's a smart cookie she's no dumb knife or whatever you call it what's what's the word <laughs> I've never heard that analogy not any part of it this is why Kenny Bolin doesn't want to be your friend um, just come up with the analogies my favorite Linda McMahon moment was the one time she was on TV JK your turn uh, there was one there was a couple of good moments Linda had you know there was the she made out with Bischoff well. Shut up, first of all. <laughs> S- secondly, uh, WrestleMania 17, when Vincent Shane fought in that street fight, I see you rolling your eyes. Yes, it was a good match. Don't come at me, Jeremy. And it was Linda McMahon was like posed up in her wheelchair. Yeah, Richard, yeah. And she just came up, gave Vince a low blow, and that led to Shane winning the match. Mm. And then the next night on Raw, I think, she comes out while Vince McMahon's cutting a promo, and she had a one of the better callbacks I've seen because she just looked Vince straight in the eye and said, I want a divorce. And nine-year-old me was like, oh, she got your ass, Vince. <laughs> yeah. It was, um, you know, Linda's Linda's done some great things. But like I said, behind the scenes, she's done a lot. And she actually was running, I mean, running the company in a lot of ways that people didn't realize she was doing. That, Like I said, that's why, you know, she's in a position in, in, in the political scene of running, you know, the Small Business Association uh, and doing all that. I mean, that was that was a great thing for her to be a part of because I mean, she she does know how to how to make a small business become global and it, and <laughs> look at it, you know. And uh, but yeah, on the TV moment, um, I have to say I do like that. I do like that feud there. Would you um, say that? Well, never mind. I was going to say that Linda maybe spearheaded a lot of wrestlers running for office, but Jesse Ventura did it before it was cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and Jerry Lawler also was ma- running mayor for Tennessee. And Kane, mayor, Kane's Memphis. running for mayor of Knox County in Tennessee as well. Yeah, he is. And I think he's actually going to win that, um, believe it or not. And then eventually he'll probably move up to to something more. But, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, he spear- he spear- he could, she could have helped spearhead at that. But she – I don't think – she won um, – side note, though, but I know she won some things, but then I think she lost some bigger ones. She was running, I think it was on the Republican ticket for the Senate in Connecticut, but she lost both times. I she believe. lost both times out, but she's she's somewhat she's does something there. She where she was had some kind of a job there, but she was running like I said, moving up, moving up. Um, but I mean, this position might help her get that later on. Um, but yeah, it's it's just um, Linda's Linda does, has done a lot. We, like I said, TV moments hasn't been as quite as quite as big. But now let's move on to the other woman, McMahon, uh, Stephanie. McMahon, yeah. So um, I ain't gonna look. I'm gonna say this, and people sometimes think I'm crazy, but Stephanie, 
I'm sorry, but she's hot, man. So fine. She is. There's nothing crazy about that. If you have eyes uh, that work, yeah, you know that she's she is and always has been smoking hot. No, she hasn't been, and, and but she's but it's not that she's had work done. I mean, well, I guess she's had one thing done for sure. But I don't know. I wasn't done. there for the surgery. Uh, <laughs> two things. <laughs> but I mean, she definitely has. But she's definitely like put uh, uh, effort into her body and all that. So, anyways. Yeah, yeah. But but uh, well, she did. It's yeah, been nice for me to see. But when you come to Stephanie, um, when you come to Stephanie uh, McMahon. Like she's once again talking about Shane. She's worked her way up. She was a, she, I mean, she was answering phone calls. That she was answering the phone. Yes, yeah, she was a secretary, and, 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 and then she was doing other runnings and stuff. Run it, runs for you know uh, getting coffee or whatnot. So I mean, she's started as the low, bottom low too, and worked her way up to now becoming pretty much the majority one of the majority owners of the company. She, uh, my favorite Stephanie moment is was one of her very first storylines, and that was when she got caught in the whole Undertaker McMahon feud mm-hmm. when they put her up on the uh, when, when Undertaker kidnapped her or right. abducted her or whatever. Um, that's when I was like, man, this girl can go. Like, I, I believe that she's being, I know she's not, I believe she's being abducted. She looks scared for her life. She's gonna be, uh, pro- I would probably put her as my number two McMahon overall in the McMahon. No, no, no. It's so hard to rank them. I love them all so much, but um, I knew she was a star from day one. Yeah, uh, that was actually going to be my moment. I'm sorry. Ha ha! We haven't had the vintage JK. <laughs> I mean, I'll just go off that because I can't really think of anything else off the top of my head. But her Instagram photo shoots. What, First of all, I don't follow her on Instagram. Well, oh, here's, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing about my favorite. I love that. I love the one he's talking about. My favorite, though, is it starts off with a knocked out Stephanie getting married to Triple H, mm. a fake marriage, and then they go to have the, the they go to have the the they go to in the ring, and all of a sudden she turns on her father, and it's really with Triple H. And, Oh my! That was and that smile, that grin, that e- first ever we saw the evil grin that Stephanie does. I mean, it was that right there is my favorite moment ever. So awesome, Stephanie man! It was great. That was and that started the whole the Stephanie McMahon Hemsley era, and um, it just was amazing. Uh, and that I mean that, that just catapulted. And there's like Vince McMahon as a heel was great, but I think Stephanie is a takes it to a whole new level. She's when she's on that when she's when she's running the, you know, on the on TV, she is a complete bitch, and you you can't you hate her, and that's the whole point. You can't stand her, but outside of that, she is one of the most nicest people in the world, and really down to earth, and really a great person. But but she turns that character, she plays it so well that you hate that you hate her, even though she's hot, yeah. so hot. I, I hate to say it works, but it does because I love McMahon as a character. Yeah, I mean it's just it's. I, like I do, like right now they brought her back with the whole with her dad, and and it looks like she's like, well, how dare you? And she's kind of turning into the baby face, but um, she's kind of turned into the baby face. But I, I I do like her better as a as a heel. Yeah, I mean I, I'm with you on that. I mean either way though, I just like looking at her. I know that sounds kind of bad. <laughs> I don't really care. But uh, but evil Stephanie definitely gets my attention more. There's just something about it, you know. Bad girl, girls gone bad, girls gone wild, whatever you want to call it. So I'm with you on that. What was funny was uh, a friend of the show, um, yeah, 
I guess front row carry, or you can call him um, a square circle guy carry. But I think now he's he, collar and elbow carry because he's also um, got a got to deal with collar and elbow. But if you uh, you uh, look at him, uh, look at it, look at the picture on his uh, f- on his Instagram and social media, Instagram and Twitter. He has a picture when he met uh, Triple H and Stephanie at, at SummerSlam, and Stephanie's doing. I even commented on. I was like, "That's funny. You're, he's, she's doing the the evil grin." And that's the Stephanie that I want to take a picture with. I wouldn't want the the really smiley, you know. Uh, step. I want the evil grin, Stephanie. Give me that shot because that is that is the, that is it right there. Uh, that's good. I think she did it on pretty much everyone's pictures. It's like that's the Stephanie they want, and she knows she knows how to do that. Um, one of the things that too, though, like outside of the outside of it, I know she plays a, a, ter- a character on TV, like I said, like a bitchy character. But behind the scenes, though, she she has done so much for the company. Pushing into like the 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 um, the Connor Connor's cure, mm-hmm. uh, the breast cancer awareness. Even she's helped pioneered this whole her and her husband Triple H, but they've helped pioneered the women's revolution and what you have going on with that. And, and don't forget to, about the uh, Be a Star campaign they have too. Yeah, the Be a Star campaign, and, and, um, and of course they're all tied to Make a Wish, which that's more of a Cena thing. But, right. But it's just like it, it's no, Make a Wish is not a Cena thing. On the in the WWE is what I'm saying. That's more of the Cena. That's more Cena gets pimped out more than that than anybody else. You made it sound like Cena developed it and stuff. <laughs> well, you I just did not go one episode without Cena or a part of his body coming out of your mouth. What, uh, whatever you take it, you always try to spin it. No, you but, looked at me when you said it, cause, so you, I, I knew not. you were trying to make a point. So you all can't see this yet. We don't have the ringside Facebook live camera set up yet. But uh, anyways, so um, but she does, she's done a lot of that on the on the behind the scenes on the side, and, and she's I mean she really is a um, very successful businesswoman, and and she's really doing making the WWE brand pushing it to a whole new level, and she learned that from her dad and and all the school and this I get to all that, but she's 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 done she's done it very well um, getting it out there. Well, and she was one, from what I understand, she was one of the biggest backers and supporters of the network when, in its initial launch, and yeah. that, that's just you know kudos to her for seeing the value in that. Because for ten, fifteen years, you always heard the rumors: oh, the WWE is going to have their own channel on cable. Yeah. Then it was oh, it's going to just be an on-demand channel only. It was. And then yeah. finally, it, it did come to light as that. But this has been way better than that on-demand channel. Uh, it's been it's been more than I could have ever expected, and I love everything about it. and And that was part of her because of her hard work and being behind that. Yeah, absolutely. I um, you know, I think you know we talked about favorite moments, but I will say this though: I did like the feud, and I think you talked about this, J.K. I did like the feud she had recently too with the with the Bellas with Bree. Mm-hmm. And of course, it tied into the whole Daniel Bryan thing, but I did like that they had a. I thought they had a great match, and I think she's she when she's wrestled a couple times in the past, she's always done really well. She's a, she's a, she's got as many wrestling moves as, as Roman Reigns and John Cena, so I mean that puts her in the upper echelon of wrestlers anyway. Uh, you you brought gonna, it up, so I had to. You're really going to make me talk about that feud, aren't you? That yeah. was his pipe bomb, I believe, because he hated it so much. How are you going to bring a negative conversation into a celebration? Of the Godfather of Wrestling, but he didn't like the feud because it tied into another feud. It was just a spinoff of the other one. That's why he didn't like it. Right, right. I mean, but the, right. but but as far as Stephanie now, being now, a, now don't don't get me wrong, the match was decent. Yeah, Stephanie Man looked a lot better than she ever did. She clearly prepared for it. Yes, yes she did. But the finish 
was absolutely hot garbage. I, I 100% agree with you on that. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not denying that. I'm just saying that it was... And made even worse considering what happened shortly after. Right. Um, but I'm just, you know, she did prepare for it. She did look, and, and, but I'm just, I liked it. I wouldn't mind seeing her do more matches. I mean, of course, her dad and her son, her brother, son, her dad and her brother has had more matches than she's had and done more. Th- I would like to see her have more. Ma- I think she could do it. I know, well, we've seen she can. And, I, and maybe it's just because that she's like, well, you know, I'm more of the, uh, the businesswoman and more of the character, and that's fine. But, you know, um, but I, now I do like, I did like when the payoff of Vicky Rural throwing her into the mud. That was a good payoff, too, though. It's our only payoff, though, in the last three years, though. Yeah. Stephanie getting. Getting her comeuppance. True. Um, true. Which I, is what a lot of fans, myself included, kind of hate because she destroys everybody on the mic and nobody really does anything to her. Right, because but she's good. And she's, well, and she's, I, 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 I don't mean to cut you off. I take that back. She did go through a table at the last WrestleMania. She did. You're right. She did. Yeah. I and, forgot all about that. And she and and another thing too is that she's very quick witted and can and can't throw her off because when the crowd what are you doing? When the crowd uh when the crowd uh try to do a CM Punk channel on her in Chicago and like instantly she came had a comeback that was really, really good and it shut him up. Yep. Uh, if you remember that it was um uh she said like she goes, keep doing it for another. She said, I don't know, it was like so many more seconds, and you'll last just as much longer as Punk did in his in, in the fight. And I was like, oh my, what, a, wow, what a what a what a low blow that was. I do not remember her saying that. I thought I thought it was something. She said something else. I don't think she said that. She would not take a. Bl- Are you okay? Let's listen to it right now. Let's listen. So if you guys could keep that up for about two minutes. And 15 seconds, you'd last one second longer than Punk did. All right. See, she said it. Okay, so you were right. That that was straight savagery, bro. I don't remember. I don't... I thought she she made a reference to something different. I didn't know she made that. Well, you know, she does know a little thing about... I love you, Stephanie. She she does know some things about Savage. Stephanie, (laughs) I... I, Daniel, you're fired. <laughs> you're, you are, and uh, the new introducing the new oh, host oh, of Ringside. You're fired. That was actually really good. <laughs> so apropos to you, or uh, the the other writers and and personalities of the Ringside podcast do not necessarily agree <laughs> to, to the, the comments. This show, the views. Views the, this show do not reflect out of Daniel Spencer. Yes. Yeah, well, I was trying to draw it out long and the, slow, the, but the, the, well, first of all, that's just a rumor in the endo. It's never been proven. So about the savage. Oh yeah, let's move on. <laughs> dig it, dig it. All right, <laughs> dig it. Um, <laughs> so the one thing though is I gotta I gotta give uh, props to all the McMahons is that they and we kind of said this earlier. They are not afraid to put themselves out there. They're not afraid to try things, and I mean like money wise. <laughs> Jeremy, why are you turning it? Why are you always turning to something else? Something perverted? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sitting here Snapchatting with Kenny Bowen. Yeah, sure. You're, oh, oh, really? You are? Okay. Yeah, he's, he's, wanting, he's wanting to know how you're doing. And I told him not real good at the moment. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right. So it's, uh, I, I just, they, 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 they don't, uh, they're not afraid to try things out. They're not afraid to, to go out there and, um, and, uh, and give it their all. And, um, <laughs> you are really Snapchatting. Uh, live Snapchat of the Ringside Podcast right here. 
Uh, what's up, everybody? No, this is just going to Kenny Bolin. What's up, my guy? <laughs> send it to everybody. Just gonna send it to him. <laughs> okay, whatever you get, whatever, whatever floats your boat. All right. Hashtag not very good. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. I'm done with. That. I mean, you got anything else you want to say? Anybody else want to say anything before we end yeah, the show? Yeah, most valuable man to you. Oh, I'll Vince. let you go first. Okay, Vince. so Vince for you. Well, let's add a caveat: not named Vince. Well, no, no. Whenever somebody names somebody, that person's off the table. So Vince off the table. Hornswoggle, J.K. <laughs> Shane McMahon. All right, I'm gonna go to the most intelligent businessman that I've ever met in my entire life. My favorite McMahon. Paul Levesque. He's not a McMahon. Oh, yes, he is. By marriage and by the definition of the term, he is a McMahon. Dang it. <laughs> so the, when, the day is. that I get married, my wife is not going to be a Kruger. Yeah, you're, you're going to be Mike Kanellis. <laughs> I can see Kruger taking his wife's last name. He took her last name. No, I'm talking about his business acumen, his demeanor. The straight savagery of how he got into the family. Oh my! He is a businessman. He did not, and he is my hero. He is an icon, and he is the game. And that's how you play it. Mike, check. Is this on? Listen, no. T- I'm telling you right now, he did not. We talked about this in the very first episode. I know he did what- not. He did not ever. Trick or oh, not ever. He did not trick his way into the company. He did not get get into there. I'm gonna I'm gonna marry the boss's daughter so I can own yeah, the did. company. No, he did not. Yeah, he did. That was not part of it. So you're telling me for the first two years he toils away in anonymity. You can look some of those words up if you don't know what they mean. As the Greenwich Grandeur Hunter Host Helmsley, and that then was the all the sudden gave him right, and then all of a sudden he's like, man, Stephanie's single and she is hot as can be. Now I'm going to turn into a multi-time champion because of, he never really had a relationship. So what with was his okay? So what what was his title status pre and post dating Stephanie? How many heavyweight championships did he hold before Stephanie? Well, he held the Intercontinental title. How many heavyweight championships did he hold before Stephanie? One, zero. How many did he hold after Stephanie? He was the champion when the, all when the storyline started. Of them. He was the champion when the storyline started. Okay, and they didn't so get okay, I'll the give you. I don't have the specifics and dates in front of me, and most of the time, facts don't matter to me. But one, so he held one title pre Stephanie, and then like fourteen or fifteen after. Okay, but you're right; it didn't have nothing to do with it. I, I'm giving them props. I'm not saying nothing negative about the situation. Sometimes well, when you see an opportunity, hold on, you just got to shoot your shot. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's back up. So you're telling me that Triple H is not a good wrestler. He's not a good businessman. No, he's a great wrestler. No. He's a great businessman. So he would have never had those titles or anything if he never married Stephanie. Probably not. Why? 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 Wait, but if he's a good wrestler and he and he's a smart to the business. Well, well he, Dolph Ziggler's a great wrestler and smart but, to the but business. The difference between the two is that Triple H was having meetings with with Vince way before all this stuff. Him and Sean and trying to and, and giving him ideas on the business. The difference is is that Triple H started dating Stephanie. Oh my! Hey, I don't tell you you're a pi- the okay, views of this show true. do not reflect that of Jeremy Wamich. <laughs> <laughs> tell us why Hornswoggle's your favorite man. Because of the okay. Wee LC match. Oh my God. I never thought Wee LC would be brought up on this show. There's two terms that I hate 
WLC and this Tuesday. No, not this Tuesday in Texas. This Great Sunday balls Texas. of you know what. So, but but that's my. Have you noticed a trend, J.K., that every time Daniel gives his opinion, everybody's just supposed to be agreeable and hunky-dory with it. Nobody ever argues with him. But every time 55 gives his opinion, Daniel's just got to try to reach around, no pun intended, and, and, and rip the around, heart. Wrench around and wrench it off? Reach around, I said, and, and try to pull the heart out of my chest with every argument. But that's why I win all the arguments, so it don't matter. Uh, first of all, Triple H before Stephanie was imbo- was involved in the greatest um, faction that never really saw light into the company ever behind the scenes, the Click, which resulted into the NWO, DX, the Bullet Club, and probably Evolution as well. So if my so that was way before he got with Stephanie Man. So that, to me, that's a good business idea. What are you doing? Huh. What did I, you just? I'm promoting myself on social media. Somebody's got to do it, dang it! So I might as well do it myself. This is the, <sighs> Ringside Podcast is a rolling cash cow. We are on. We are on the map, and we will snowball until each and every one of us have on five thousand dollars suits with our pockets full of money. Yours might be corduroy. His might be stretch pants, but we're all going to have on pants with money in it, and it's because we promote ourselves appropriately. First of all, Jeremy, I disagree. Buy stacks of hundreds will be in alligator skin leather wallets. There you go. I don't hate it. Woo! All right, so uh, <laughs> that's the end of our show this week, ladies and gentlemen. We wanted to do something that was spare of the moment. We figured we'd talk about the McMahons. We might break down each McMahon later on, and who knows? Maybe they'll be on the show one day. That's the future of this company. Or I'm sorry, of this podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna make the call right now. That's I'm gonna f- jump in his DMs. Jump in his DMs. Get him. Hit him up in the DMs. Uh, slide into his DMs. That's what you like to do, Jeremy. No, I'm not you. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so um, once again, you can listen to us all on the podcast avenues, as in like Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Spotify, the TuneIn Radio app, or just go to ringsidepodcast.com and, and listen to it straight, straight right there. Uh, we appreciate all the support. Uh, you can find us on social media on the Twitter, the Instagram, and the Facebook at Ringside Podcast. Individually, I'm at Daniel Spencer. Jeremy underscore CSC. At Kruger Mania, brother. Yes, and make sure, once again, we're giving away the, the coffee mug, so all you have to do is just tweet at us, show us you're subscribed, do those two entries, or go to collarandelbowbrand.com, place an order, uh, put in, use, the, use, the, use the promo code RINGSIDE, all capital letters. Um, you will get 10% off your order, plus you support us, and you would also get an entry into that as well. Or find one of us out in public, preferably JK, snap a selfie with them, Tag Ringside Podcast in your tweet. You get an entry and a date with JK. He'll pay for your meal. That is not for you, Kenny. Uh, I don't think Kenny would jump on that anyways. I think it's a free meal. (laughs) Love you, Kenny. Still a high-risk situation for me. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for listening to the show. And uh, in in the meantime and in between time, and as always, you can catch us ringside. See ya. Southern boys with those
Primal strength. Ain't nobody man enough to feel the pain. And you can be next. You better give respect. Cause ain't nobody breaking this redneck. No hell.